Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back. It's 1134. We are here in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. Studio Westmore, Justin Acre, the Wizard, Christian Weaver, and we are joined by our favorite wrestling coach, Neil Erzman, from the Little Rock Trojans. Coach, good to see you here in this summertime. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me back. It's good to see you guys again. we got a few things we wanted to get into. I, I asked you to come up because I want to talk about the rule change from a scoring standpoint that uh, has is being put into effect and talk about the impact of that. But uh, last time we talked to you, I guess, with your golf tournament, and your guys were heading off to an event, and you yep. had some guys that performed real well, right? Yeah, we had a heck of a weekend. So it, it, it was the World Team Trials. Um, you know, obviously, winner makes the world team, but uh, we placed nine guys total in that event. We had one in the finals and several take third, fourth, fifth, and um, <laughs> we really shocked the world, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because it's radio and it's good. Like, um, we had about five of those guys get invited to the world team camp, so they're going to participate with the world team guys and, and train with them for a few weeks. And um, I imagine some of them will get to go as partners overseas to, to be on the world team. So. That's amazing. Mm. Where, did, where was the event? Uh, it was in Geneva, Ohio at the Spire Institute. Okay. How will this training, this camp, help them individually for next year? Well, so if, you know, let's say you're a college, uh, college basketball player, um, you get to go as a training partner with the uh, USA Olympic team and you just get to surround yourself with the best guys in the world. You're not talking about best guys just in our country, but they get to go over, get to watch the you know the world championships pretend you know happen, and uh, they get to be around the best level of wrestling that you can be around. Will they be training with them also? Yeah, working so out with. Yeah, or? they're going to be wow. actually wrestling with them, training with them, living with them for a couple weeks, and just seeing what it's like to wrestle at that level. That's huge for those guys. Yeah. All right, so the reason I asked you to come up, and I want to talk about camps too. That was another thing I wanted to get into. But there's this new rule about uh, takedowns and three-point takedown approved in wrestling. That was a story I got. So what's the deal here and what's the impact? So currently, uh, until this season, uh, a takedown, which is when you essentially take your opponent down from the mat and you end up on top of them, um, you would get two points. Now you get three. Um, there's there's a lot of significance in that. The idea behind it was to increase action in wrestling, um, and so they reward you for be for for attacking more, right? And now when you take someone down, and some let's say someone gets back up, and you guys are back up facing each other, you get a point. Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be you could get taken down twice, get get two escapes, um, go down in the third period, and now you're losing four to three, mm-hmm. right? Now it, it, it rewards that person who's really doing all the action. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Any other rule changes that were notable here? Um, I was looking through the list here. The penalty for a delayed coach's review challenge request will be changed to a loss of the video review. I mean, stuff like that. They got pretty specific here and pretty yeah. pretty deep in the weeds. Yeah. I You know, I think a significant one is the video review, the way they changed it. Um, so, you know, normally in the past they would go back to the actual moment and if you didn't word it correctly, uh, it, it really didn't matter. You weren't going to win it. Now they take a series of times, so they take that 15 seconds the action happened, and they just go back and 
they review it and score it or call it according to what happened during that time. This is in real time, right? This is happening at the event, not like after the match is over. Yeah, this is real time. Okay. So, so it, you call you call you you call for a timeout and get a review, or you do it between periods. So they have a brick. It's like just a colored brick based on what color your team is, and you throw it out on the mat. Okay. Um, it's always fun to throw it at the ref a little bit if he's not making <laughs> great calls, but they don't like that too much. I so. bet not. <laughs> That's pretty cool. How often have you had uh, have you had reviews overturned? And what kinds of things are you getting reviewed? Like well, whether or not yeah. somebody was pinned or what? Uh, no, you can't review a pin. Okay. But you can. That's rev- weird. That's not an important part of the match at all. <laughs> it it doesn't make sense. There's a few things that don't make sense, but uh, you can you know you can uh, review any sort of penalty that you see that maybe the ref didn't get um, where points were were won but not awarded um, you know situations like that where uh, you know like in football if a guy lines up off sides like you should be able to throw the flag in wrestling if a guy lines up incorrectly or locks his hands in incorrectly then you should be able to throw that break yeah so, you know situations like that that can really dictate and change the whole match gotcha it's a really unique way to file a, a, a challenge to throw a brick out there. I think we should have that more. Honestly. How, because we've seen in some sports, it seems like now replays, they're giving the officials every benefit of the doubt. It's almost, it seems hard to overturn something. Is it the same way in wrestling? Well, you know, maybe I'm a little biased when I say this, but I think it's really hard to overturn uh, in wrestling. They did do a good job of going to independent reviewers instead of having the refs on the mat who made the incorrect call, yeah. which if you ask me, it's wrong every time. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that it's really hard based on who you're wrestling in the environment you're in. I think we have a lot of that in wrestling. Um, if you're wrestling a school who maybe on paper is, is a little more popular or supposed to beat you, it's hard to win a challenge. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you how many times I've had a ref call me and apologize afterwards because they made a mistake, even when I challenged it and threw the brick, you know. So it's really hard to win a challenge in wrestling, and I think this new video review is going to eliminate that because now they have to look at the full sequence. I was telling the listeners earlier, last Friday, NCAA medical panel called for the removal of marijuana from the organization's banned drugs list. They want to focus on performance-enhancing drugs. Is Let's start with that. I want to ask you about the performance-enhancing side. Is that something you think is in any way common, or and how do they test for that? Is that a random thing, or do they test everybody on a blanket, or how does that work? Yeah, so when when you get tested, you get tested by the NCAA. You can get tested once a year, um, and then you get tested at the NCAA championships if you win. Um, you can get tested by your school and your conference every semester. Uh, so, you know, you could be subject to somewhere in the neighborhood of five NCAA drug tests a year. Um, I actually, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll answer the weed question if you have one, but when it comes to performing, you know, performance enhancing, there's a lot of, nutrition is a huge, huge piece to performance. Like, we could probably spend two hours on this show talking about the difference, uh, you know, the different nutrition pieces that schools use. And we'll see you in July because yeah. we'll need all the material we can get. <laughs> but when it comes to performance enhancing, the technology is so great that they need to focus on that. Um, I know there's stuff out there right now that wrestlers are taking that are not there yet, but it's not going to surprise me in a year and a half, two years that they're banned. Really? Um, like what kinds of things? Well, I think peptides are the new big thing. Um, certain type of peptides that act as recovery um, so that you can recover faster, that you can take throughout the course of the season for just instant recovery and, and muscle growth. And um, I think that adds a not, not just a physical edge, but a mental edge as well. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be... I would sound idiotic if I sat up here and acted like 
all collegiate athletes don't bust their butts and it isn't really physically taxing. In a lot of ways, as you just pointed out, it's mentally taxing too. But wrestling is a pretty unique animal as far as the physical toll it takes on your body. And I'm not saying that any of your guys or wrestlers out there are smoking weed, but I would think if anybody would benefit from the, you know, if you believe in the medical side of that kind of thing, um, certainly your sport, I would think, it would have a lot of people that would be in line for that. So when you see this from the medical board, what was your what's your response to that? Um, I understand it. You know, the culture is changing. Um, they've already upped the amount of levels that you can you know, ingest or smoke or <laughs> take right. a gummy, however you want to do that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I, for me, it's not it's not as much about the smoking. It's about the culture that kind of creates around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always positive. It's not always helpful. And it might be helpful for some people in different medical situations, but when it comes to a whole, um, it's not a positive thing to have on your team. And candidly, there's... I, it's kind of like when we were younger, everyone just drank beer or everyone had at least tried beer. Right. It's the same with marijuana now. It's the same with with, with that. And everybody's tried it. Everyone does it. And um, trying to create a culture that it's just not helpful. Right. It doesn't do anything for your training when you rely on your lungs. <laughs> yeah. You know, specifically to be better. So um, I'm actually against it uh, more for I want to be able to keep control of the culture of who we are. I got you. Do you guys talk about those things? A hundred percent. We yeah. spend a lot of time just talking about, um, you know, mainly the foundation you live your life on. A lot of these kids don't have anything solid in their life that they live and wrestle for. They just live for wrestling, and it lets you down. I mean, it's a it's a tough, personal, hard sport, and it'll always fail you <laughs> in some way. So we talk a lot about those things. Uh, one of the rule here I want to ask you about, is there any impact on the weigh-in time? It says, across all competition will be standardized to two hours or sooner before the start of competition, but in duels it was an hour before. Does that impact at all? Because yeah, you have guys huge. that are grinding for weight loss right until the very end sometimes? I mean, that's huge. A, a, a two-hour weigh-in, you're doubling the amount of time that you have to recover from when you weigh in. And when you can do that, it affects performance, and I think that's another piece to it, mm-hmm. is to allow more time for these guys to recover to perform better. Score more points. What do you want your guys to do in the two hours after they weigh in and make weight? Um, nutritionally. Well, n- you know, nutritionally, we've done a great job of my guys don't miss meals anymore. And if they do, it's that last meal. Um, they stay hydrated. Uh, you know, they do daily weigh-ins, daily hydration tests. Um, but I want them taking in the right type of nutrition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a good time for Gatorades or, you know, our, our guys like Body Armor. That's not a free advertisement. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, quick carbs, uh, things that you can digest really fast. Um, you, you're not going to eat a sandwich and get anything out of it. Right. You got to eat some toast, some jelly, some bananas, you know, some Gatorade stuff, and, and you're rocking and rolling. That's what I want them focusing on. Gotcha. So what, what is it they do uh, in that two hours? What are they eating? I mean, you know, we specifically we buy that what I just told you, mm. um, you know, gummy bears are good or like fruit snacks because of quick energy. You usually want to eat those 15 minutes before you compete. Um, but they're you know, they're they're eating all those things, all those quick carbs that you can process without having to all the quick carbs. We try to stay away from normally. You want to eat those right before, man. <laughs> well, when it comes to gummy bears. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the the toast, the jelly, the bananas, the honey's really good. Yeah. Um, all those things give you the things right now to compete, and you don't feel logged down by the amount of water you just ingested mm-hmm. and the amount of food you just put in your belly. Gotcha. 
Um, okay, I want to talk about camps too. So, oh, and let me ask you about your guys first before we do that. Your guys that are around, not going to the team stuff. Um, what are you able to do with them this summer? What do they do? Because I would think you wouldn't want guys in necessarily peak performance if they're not competing over the summer, but you want them to stay fit. How do you, how do you guys sort of walk that line, and what can you do with your guys? Yeah, so you know, right now they're in volunteer hours. Um, we kind of train as a club sport in the summer, so we're not training for the university, but we're training to make the world team. So we have a, a sort of a club that we participate in, um, and you know they're training all summer long. They're lifting four times a week, uh, wrestling three four times a week right now, uh, and just keeping that base level of shape. And then this is a time to really sharpen and hone in on certain areas that you can take that extra couple hours a day and just spin in those. Uh, wrestling positions yeah just on specific skill stuff absolutely we spend a lot of time just um i say getting positions like we're getting a guy's leg and we're and, and we're on the leg and it's like how do we figure out how to take him down from mm-hmm. here or we're on bottom like we got to get better getting off the mat and getting away from our opponent so mm-hmm. we're going to put someone on top of us for 45 minutes and we're going to get in, in as many positions as we can and see what we feel and then it's, it's about repetition you got to get hundreds of thousands of reps in uh, before you master something, right, and that's really what it's about—is mastering it. We're still working on that. Oh, so let's talk about camps. And do you have introductory camps for kids who've never wrestled? They're really interested in it, and obviously, it's a great way to build discipline in young people. Is that something you guys offer? Yeah. So we've actually already had the the introductory camps. We okay. had those in the spring. Um, we will always do those in the spring. In the summer, we do high school camps. So junior high and high school teams uh, will probably have somewhere between eighteen to twenty high schools come to our camp. Uh, they'll come to campus, they stay on campus, uh, and they, they do technique, and then they duel each other. So the high schools will essentially compete in the summer at my camp. Gotcha. It's like we see with seven-on-sevens, I guess, with football during the summertime. Exactly. Same kind of thing. When do, you, when do your guys get a break? They don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when um, they graduate. <laughs> yeah, when they're done competing. No, um, they went home for a week uh, at the beginning of June, and then they go home for a month starting next month at like middle of July to the middle of August. Do you want them to take a break or are they working while they're home? Well, I do. You know, I, I, I think a big message that we that we preach is is that you are, you know, you have to rest. You, you have to take care of your body. You need a mental break. I mean, this is a mentally, physically, emotionally mm-hmm. taxing sport. And so uh, we, 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 we do preach a break and they've earned that. It started off with like one week in the summer and, you know, as our team has grown, you, they've really earned to have a full month off and then, a, you know, a week here and there. Yeah. Cool. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming up. You get any breaks? You going anywhere this summer? You guys do anything fun? Family time? Uh, Well, my family and I just spent our, you know, our, our week-long break. We go to a rodeo every year where my in-laws live, and that's that's where, our summer vacation. So. Where is that? Uh, Woodward, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. And the kids like that? They love it. They my, don't. They don't want to go to the beach. They want to go to the rodeo. No, my son mutton busts in the summer sometimes, and so he he had a great time doing that. And I, it, it's just kind of the life that that we grew up with. You know, originally before I started traveling as a wrestling coach. Yeah. And, um. So they they love going to the rodeo. Well, Wes is not paying attention, so he didn't bat an eye at that mutton busts. I, I lived in Oklahoma for 15 months. Have you, have you ever mutton bus? Once? I did not do it. Yeah. Have you seen it done? I've seen kids doing it. So that's, uh, are they roping sheep? Is that no, the deal? No, so he's riding sheep. Oh, he's right. riding the sheep. Yeah, yeah. How is that? It's awesome. How old is your son? He's five. Okay. Well, I, I have five kids, so the one that that does it, you I think when you turn eight, you can't do it anymore. you got to start with steers and stuff like that. Yeah, but the sheep are like, well, you get the hell off me, you're too big. Yeah. <laughs> it actually <laughs> fell down and rolled over him, and... and <laughs> 
he stayed on and it got back up. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was pretty cool. What an animal! That's wild. Yeah, I need to get you a video. That's You'll pretty like cool. It. <laughs> they don't saddle them though, right? They're bareback. Nope. Yeah. So they they just lock. They in. hold on to the fur, or they, they, is there the wool? Oh yeah, the wool. I mean, yeah, they oh, get fur, in and listen to me. <laughs> 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 no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, they uh they they lock in and you can ride them forwards, backwards. It doesn't really matter. You're supposed to just stay on and. Is it is it eight seconds? How long are they supposed to be on for? You know, I don't really know. I need to like dive into the rules because he, I mean, he scored an eighty, which is pretty stinking good in rodeo, but a, like an eighty-nine-one. So uh, I think next year I'll have to, you know, do a little practicing or something and figure out the rules. <laughs> but wild, that is crazy stuff. I love it. Yeah, it makes sense that the son of a wrestling coach would be into that. That makes sense. He's just uh, <laughs> he wants to compete. Is he wrestling? Are your kids? Do you get wrestlers in that? Yeah, family? I have. Uh, so I have five. Uh, my oldest, who's ten, wrestles. Uh, my daughter did wrestle. Now she just kind of goes to practice. I don't really make her do it. Um, and then my you don't five, make any of them do it, do you? Yeah, absolutely. I make my ten year old do it. Uh, it's <laughs> it's good for strength, balance. You know, learning how to control your body. And, Does he like it? No, he hates it. Oh, okay. Uh, but you All know, right. I told him when he becomes serious about something, then 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 we'll talk about wrestling. There but you go. My five year old loves it, and he's really good, and uh, he's got the he's got the bug for it. How old are the other two? So we got ten, nine, five, three, and about. 15, 16 months. What's a three-year-old doing? Uh, she's doing gymnastics. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. let's get let's get going here, man. Come on. You don't get a free pass. <laughs> Step it up. That's awesome. Your baby's not doing anything yet. No. Okay. You know, we make her do push-ups, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> You're nuts. I love it. Coach, thanks for coming up. Um, how do people get camp information? Uh, you can go to our website, lrtrojans.com, and then go to the wrestling page, and there's a camp link page there. Is most of that run through the, the local schools, though? They're kind of... They're kind of facilitating that, or are kids coming on their own. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we have some individuals. We'll probably have out of the 400, 450 kids we'll bring to camp. Probably fifteen or twenty will be individuals. Yeah. You're more than welcome to come. We'll put you on a team, take you care, you know, take care of you. But it's pretty much to the high schools. It's pretty much the high school coaches. Gotcha. Neil Erisman from uh, Little Rock, and uh, we're gonna get all the. I'm gonna get the whole team out. We're gonna have a buzz outing to a match. When do you get your schedule? It. Uh, we have the weekends down. We gotta wait for basketball to get there dates and times yeah. but we have an outline right now is it hard to schedule non-con uh not for us because of our location yeah um and when we're you know we're kind of in that middle of the road so um it's hard to schedule teams that are um that look like us uh but it's pretty easy to schedule uh <laughs> big time schools you can sure get, you can get all those matches you want yeah coach thank you have a good summer appreciate it